Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Cinephile, this one's for you. Your love of film allows us to do what we do. If you want to support us, the best way to do so is to hit that subscribe button. From Spotify to Apple to our video versions on YouTube, subscribing matters. Feel really compelled? Well, we want to hear from you. Have a burning question? An indie filmmaker we need to interview or a film we need to know about? Think you can make us laugh on the air? Drop us a comment or a review. Hey everyone! Welcome to another Fandor video podcast. My name's Human with the great Chris Kelly. Hey, who? How are you, Chris? All right, doing great. And we are joined, as always, by the For, you guys. Brand. Really are great. He is yeah. a great. You're a great Human too. <laughs> Thank you so <laughs> much, Brent. This lots, is our, lots of greatness here. It's yeah. our incredible including. All right, we all buttered each other up. <laughs> Let's talk to our guests. Right. Uh, welcome, Georgette Angelos and Chris Chesson. Did I say that right? Chesson. Close. It goes all, the, all different ways. All right. Well, you guys have the Boston George docuseries. First of all, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us who Boston George is and how this project came about. Sure. Um, I, I can kick it off because uh, luckily me and Chris got to work together. So our our um, our line, our streamline of consciousness, I guess, for this project kind of kicked it off with each other. I was the head of production for Snoop Dogg's company, Mary Jane, um, which was a media label that's based out of Los Angeles. And me and Chris had the pleasure of working together um, on a few different projects that led to one phone call that was, do you know who George Young is? Um, I was working at a uh, working a cannabis conference where there was TED talks going on with Snoop and, and a lot of our associates and, um, and George was there signing autographs. So they said, Hey, Georgette, you want to come meet George Young, who the movie blow is based on? And I was like, of course, you know, that's a no brainer. And me and George got to talk and we had this really funny exchange, which is a pretty normal, um, ordeal whenever you have the opportunity to cross paths with George. And, and that led to a phone call that happened maybe a week or two later that was, hey, George is looking to produce um, a docuseries on his life while he still has has the time to. Uh, do you know anyone who'd want to do it? And um, without hesitation, crazy to think back now. Um, I, yeah, I do. I would love to. And me and Chris had loved working with each other so much um, on our previous projects, again, through the Mary, uh, under the Mary Jane umbrella, that I gave him a call first and said, you know, you kind of produce the same way that I do. You have this... Um, 
you know, say ask, ask questions later mentality. And that's pretty much exactly what happened. So um, the journey pretty much started right then and there that day. And so tell us who Boston George is. Boston George is uh, opposite of what you would think of when you think of smugglers. Uh, he was, you know, one of the best people that I've ever had the pleasure of talking to. Very intellectual, very funny, a little bit difficult at times, but, you know, that's, that's it. it. It just, it wasn't about what he did in the past. He had a hard time kind of opening up. He, he started out just regurgitating the same stories that you already knew. And it took a minute for him to kind of open up. Uh, but once he did, he was just a, a treasure of stories. And uh, like the author of the book, Bruce Porter said, he, he just had perfect recall. Uh, he had just great memories. Uh, he knew everyone. Everybody knew him. And again, just very intellectual. You could talk to him about anything. It wasn't, we weren't, we weren't there about drug smuggling aspects. We were there about, you know, his life, his music, his travel, his friends, uh, which he, he made many of. So uh, just to clarify, Boston George is the guy who Pablo Escobar contracted to distribute cocaine in the United States in the 70s. And uh, 75% of all cocaine in America in the 70s came to this country because of Boston George, correct? Yes, correct. Wonderful. All right, what was, you mentioned difficult. I, I want to hear the stories. What was, what was the most difficult thing about working with Boston George? How difficult was it? I mean, yeah. if you can just take... It was a 74-year-old man at the time who came out of a 25-year prison sentence. Um, you know, it got dumbed down to 22. But at that point, um, who's, <laughs> there's really a, a very thin line that's drawn, you know. Um, so he got out. And crazy enough, it was just kind of still drug, sex, rock and roll mentality. Nothing had really changed. Um, it's almost like time had stopped. And um he loves his scotch. He loves smoking uh, Camel Non filters, and it was a whole lot of that. But uh, we were blessed because um, he was put on um, probation at first, and then he, the probation got um, broken. I guess you could say because he traveled out of the county without without uh, letting his probation officer at the time know. Um, on top of the fact that he got, you know, he would be talked to multiple times and he was heavily intoxicated. So the next time he was incarcerated for a very short stint, which is when we were already involved in his lives, um, he wasn't drinking, but also, you know, before we would get with him and when we would drop him off, it was kind of an up in the air thing, but um, he is an outlaw. I mean, there is no stopping that at all. There was no stopping that train whatsoever. So um, the kind of FU mentality, whether he was drinking or not, was happening. I mean, it was like, you said up, he said down, we said go, he said stop. And um, <laughs> it was just nonstop of that all the time. But um, luckily, just how Chris said, you know, he was, it was almost like he had been taken advantage of so many times and, and um, that he didn't know who to trust or whatever. So once we kind of got him out of that that beaten down mentality. He, he had a lot of faith in us and he trusted us a lot. So don't get me wrong. It was a headache the entire time. But um, <laughs> at some point it did dumb down and we kind of, you know, we would we'd bargain with him to not drink before filming, you know, if we let him, you know, do this or if we, you know, all right, we'll get you a lobster dinner after we're done filming just, just for fun. We'll take you out to a nice dinner. It'll be good. And 
um, just don't drink before we film. And, and he would listen to us kind of. And I think that he was like that sneaky kid mentality where his parents were telling him not to do something and maybe he would go sneak off and do it just in case, you know, just to make sure he still had that edge. But, but um, I would imagine capturing some of that was exactly what you wanted for the series. Oh. Like, you know, so yeah. Yes. Yeah. What the, the, the actual documentary isn't just about his past. We dive into his, what his life was at that moment. Uh, the difficulties, the stuff he had with his family, dealing with parole officers, having to go to AA class. You know, as Georgette said, day one of our filming, he was sentenced back to eight months in prison oh. at 75. And so we were just put on hold for eight months. Luckily, we got some prison interviews, but it was, you know, it was it was that kind of, you know, whirlwind experience that that it just always seemed it was like the curse of the George. We're, it was there was always something. But we mixed in the reality of him not having money, of him uh, having to live with his 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 stepdaughter, about him when he had to move out, not having a home. Uh, not being able to, without money, without a reference, without this, he was trying to pull it off in Southern California and then trying to find something he could afford. Uh, so he, he didn't have any money. So we definitely showcased what his life was like, you know, once he got out as well. It's, we're not just talking about past. Did you think the project would die when he got sentenced back to prison? Were you worried about that? Weird. It was. It was kind of. It was a very hectic day, as you can well imagine, because we had already had all of our, our crew and our flights set up, so we were going, no matter what. Uh, we didn't know what was going to come to it, and I kind of snuck off when we were at lunch and went over to the jail, and I talked with um, uh, the lieutenant who was on that day, and you know, I just kind of gave him this talk, like, "Hey, listen, we we just got up here. This, this, this," and he said, "I'll let you have. I'll let you have the room with him for an hour," and that was through glass. Um, but once that happened, that little, of course we had the Georgisms that happened, but then we would have the good juju that happened right after. So no matter what, every time we were kind of beat down, um, we'd rise up from the ashes and, and pretty much, a you know, six to 12 hour time period. So, um, we, we never really gave up. <laughs> um, let's, talk about, let's talk about the movie blow. Sure. Uh, which is based on Boston George's life, Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz. How accurate is that film? I think it's fairly accurate. I think that there are some of the aspects that no matter what film, when it's based on a true story, is going to be Hollywoodized. So, you know, you have to. Is, is, did his mom and his wife actually really betray him? Yes. Yes. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a lot to it that, you know, some of the other details, you know, he went to jet, he went to prison multiple times. One time, you know, he he was sentenced for marijuana for this 25 years, cut down to 22. It wasn't cocaine. Now, he was busted for cocaine. He got 60 years, but also got out of got out of jail in five years for that because Pablo told him he had to testify against Carlos later. So he testified. He had 60 years, got out, and he said, screw it, and did it again. Jeez. Oh, um, there's uh, the way the Johnny Depp movie ends is is pretty tragic and sad um did george ever see his daughter that he had with penelope cruz the johnny depp penelope did they did he ever see her before he died did they ever yeah. reconcile when he first when he first got out of prison um before me and chris came in contact with him christina actually was who he was living with and um that's who was kind of bringing him around on these tours if you will to sign autographs and whatnot um, and that's when the, when the slope started getting 
relatively slippery and then they cut ties again. So he did spend about a year of time, maybe a little bit less than that with her. Um, but it just went south. I mean, it was, it was not a good scene. It, it wasn't a good scene from what, from at least what we picked up on. Um, it just seemed like there was a lot of drinking going on on his end of things that maybe interfered with what the plans were for him to travel around um, to make that extra money and to do those funds. And that was pretty much all the relationship was. And by the time we came into, into George's life, it, it had totally subsided. We did get, we did get in, talk, in contact with Christina. Me and, me and Chris did go to her house and spoke with her on filming. So of course we could have her point of view. We didn't want anything to seem biased, um, only coming from George, but George never spoke ill of her in any in any manner. He just told us his side, which of course as documentarians is not our job to just film one side of anything. Um, so we wanted we wanted to give her her time, but uh, unfortunately, it never ended. The stars never aligned um, hmm. on that. End of well, one one thing you learn with our documentary is that George had a stepdaughter. Mirtha had a kid before him. Huh. And during all this, what was cool with getting with her is she was old enough. She was 10. She was old enough to, to realize what was happening with this. Talks about being on flights with Pablo and Carlos later and George and serving them drinks and them giving her $100 tips. Christina was young. She didn't really understand anything. She didn't know anything until she was way later in life. And George is already in prison. Uh, yeah. So we did, we did get the stepdaughter who, you know, George treated her like his own. She had wow. just, as, just everything that Christina would have had if he hadn't, you know kept going with the outlaw life let's let's uh so george passed away in may of 2021 correct correct uh when was the last time you guys spoke to him before he died and, and what was what were like his final words to you when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow, that's a heavy question. Um, me, and George, me and Chris spoke with him a lot. Um, there was a moment where he was pretty much comatose. So um, it would be these little anecdotes and these little stories and these little, you know, very, um, it, every time he spoke, it was so poetic. It was, it's really crazy because he was highly intelligent, as you can well imagine, to pull off all the things that he did in his life. You know, you reach this, this point in your, in your road where you're, if you're kind of have that genius thought process where you go this way or this way. And George could have been a poet. He could have been a literary master in multiple ways. But, um, so I would say for me is, uh, you know, he just told me to pretty much keep on my path and that how proud of he, he was of me and um, how blessed he was that we were a part of, that we were a part of each other's lives. And I'm pretty sure he was telling George or telling Chris the same things. I don't know if there's anything that stood out, but all of our talks were very heavy and very prolific and very much um, he knew that his time was coming and that he was happy that he lived his last years of his life with us. And um, he was happy that his story was getting out to the world the way that he wanted it to be. You know, we'd never... Um, we never told anything in a negative light. So, mm. so yeah. when all is said and done, uh, this is, this is a five part series, correct? Yes. When all is said and done after people watch this, what, what's your hope? What do you, what do you want them to walk away with after watching Boston George's life? You know, for me, I, you know, I kind of started this out with, you know, he's not that cocaine cowboys carrying a gun around kneecapping people. Uh, acting like, you know, he's some big tough guy, you know, we, um, we wanted to show that, you know, he had a lot of struggle in his life. He lost a lot of women. He lost a lot of friends. Um, you know, he was, he's such a sensitive guy and you can tell that from interviews with Johnny Depp from the DEA agents who busted him, they all loved him. Um, you know, they, they continue to, you know, talk about him in a positive light, his friends, his family, uh, maybe not his daughter, but you know, that's between them of what, what actually took place. But, you know, he's just, he's just so fun to talk to. You can, you can, we have so, so many interviews that are so lengthy that didn't make the documentary that you could just put it online and people just sit there and listen to him. Very captivating. Hmm. Well, uh, let's end with uh, two final questions. One, uh, tell us two or three movies that really inspired you guys to get in the filmmaking industry, like, you know, movies that really resonated with you, movies that may be off the beaten path, may not be off the beaten path, that, you know, really, like, said, I want to do this with my life. Uh, blow. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Blow for sure was always up there. Um, for me, I, I was always off the wall, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, because, again, that's, that's just Hunter S. Thompson at its at his finest. Um, you know, I was I always I grew up on on uh, westerns and Clint Eastwood and the good, the bad, the ugly things along those lines. So luckily, me and the outlaw lifestyle really really stayed linear. Cool. How about you, Chris? You know, I, I've always been in that storytelling. I don't really watch science fiction. I, it's anything that had was involved in a true story. I've always been a documentary, you know, fan. There's a lot of really good ones out there. And I'm not talking about like Tiger King. I'm talking about like really good stories. So like in particular, but you know, back when, when George or Georgette called me and goes, do you know who George Young was? 
yes, 1000%. I knew his name. And, you know, it was one of those, I, I've got to be involved and it, just tell that story. So for me, it was just, it's more of that, that true story vibe that I get more than animation and Star Wars that, you know, they're, they're I'm sure they're great movies. But I just don't watch them. So this kind of stuff, you know, when you watch stuff about the Beatles and 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 guys who actually uh, change society or, or you know music or any of that, I mean, even down to drug smuggling. I mean, he he was a business guy, and he said, you know, I would have sold potatoes if they were sixty thousand dollars a kilo. Mm. So you know, like I like I like true stories. I like real life stuff. Mm. Uh, lastly. You know, if people are just so captivated by this. They want to learn more about you guys and want to learn. How can how can people get in touch with you too? Um, through I guess through our emails and through our Instagrams, right, Chris? That would be the best. Yep, we yeah. have uh, it's G to C Productions. So G to C Productions dot com. Our our Instagram for the series is Boston George Young J U N G. Um, you know, it we've got. We share a lot of little small stories, uh, but we're about to share a lot more. Uh, things are starting now that we're, you know, we're Fandor and we're excited to do that. We're looking forward to developing a podcast so you can get more in depth. Like I said, we have 70 terabytes of stuff and even five episodes doesn't even come close to getting you the really good stories that didn't make the cut. So, um, yeah, check out G2C Productions and Boston George Young on Instagram. Excellent. Looking forward to that. And and here, here's the kickoff to your podcast. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're off your podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. George, Jack, Chris, we wish you nothing but the best. And everyone, please check out the Boston George docuseries on Fandor. Uh, it's going to be available this week. So hopefully our paths will cross soon, you guys. We wish you nothing Absolutely. but the best. Thanks so, Thank much. so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Bye, Brian. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.